Hey, I just want to say thank you for checking out this message today. I hope that it helps you, that it encourages you, and that you are able to learn a little bit more about who God is and why so many people throughout history have chosen to become followers of Jesus. If you enjoy this message and you want to hear more, you can find us on Facebook or YouTube, but ultimately you can find everything you need to know at clcwinnipeg.ca. There you can find more messages, you can find our social handles, ways to get connected to our church, and if you would like to give to this ministry, you can do that as well. And like I said before, I hope that you are encouraged by the message you're about to hear. God bless you. A couple of months ago, we had a new addition to our family. I'd like you to meet Wrigley, uh, Wrigley the Golden Retriever. One of our sons and his wife uh, got him after a, a long wait. And uh, he was telling me that, that with male Golden Retrievers, they just love you. And female golden retrievers just want to be loved. And whatever uh, truth to that there may be, it is really true that, that these animals have a great capacity to really love people. Uh, the other day, my wife and I were out and uh, visiting uh, a lady from our church. And she came outside with her uh, golden retriever. And, and uh, we made a very quick friendship there first time I ever met him and he kept turning around and sitting on my foot and uh, going from one person to another wanting to be patted. They just love to be loved. Well, when we, when we think about love, we think about all kinds of different contexts of it. We think of, um, you know, when, when a couple fall in love and they move toward a wedding and, and the marriage, the wedding is all about love and being in love and they're going to love each other forever and ever. And, and then you, you move into maybe having that first child and you experience what it is to, to love a, a newborn baby in such a way that you can't even imagine. It's unconditional. It's just there. They haven't earned it. You don't really know much about them, but you sure love them. But then the flip side of love is, is oftentimes experienced by people too when they go through um, loss, when they lose a loved one. Uh, maybe they go through a, a, a relationship breakup. And love is a very important part of, of what we experience in our human relationships. It's so important. Now, we're, we've been talking about uh, a theme over the last few weeks about uh, home alone for Christmas and, or home for Christmas. And, and, um, and we've been going through uh, the series on Advent. And so we've talked about hope. We've talked about peace. We've talked about joy. And this being the fourth Sunday of Advent, we're talking about love. I go back to the book of 1 Corinthians, chapter 13, commonly known and referred to as the love chapter. Now, how often have you heard uh, parts of 1 Corinthians, chapter 13, being quoted at a marriage ceremony? Well, I want to read a portion of this, of this chapter to you today as we talk about love. And it says, If I speak in tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I am only a resounding gong or a, a clanging cymbal. 
That's in verse 1. And then in verse 13, it says, And now these three remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. The greatest is love. And so as we have, you know, lit the fourth candle and the Advent wreath, the candle of love, maybe also referred to by some as the angel candle, uh, the candle representing purity, um, we find that love is, is part of the Christmas story. It's a theme that's woven through the Christmas story. And love really is the greatest virtue that we can have. And so I want to talk us, to us today about, about some of the, the parts of love that are so important. You know that Jesus said that we would be known to be his disciples by our love. And love is something that should characterize the life of a follower of Jesus Christ. Uh, love is, is encouraged throughout the scripture to, to love your neighbor, to, to love your enemy, to love the Lord your God. Um, and, and love is really something that's needed in our world today, probably more than any time I can think in, in my lifetime, when there are so many factions and disagreements and people not talking to each other, but yelling at each other, you know, over their, their computers. I am astounded um, at some of the unloving comments that people make online. I am astounded at the lack of compassion and the lack of empathy and the lack of understanding that people just blatantly just throw out there. And I think, man, where is the love? Where is the compassion? Where is the tenderness that, that we ought to share with our fellow human beings? Bruxy Cavey uh, posted something this last week. He said, before we speak, tweet, post, or press enter, let us ask ourselves, am I wrapped up in love for this person? In awe of their infinite worth and genuinely wishing their good. If so, we are ready to speak. If not, so we want to talk about love in the Christmas story. First, the first part of love in the Christmas story that I want to talk about is how, how much Joseph loved Mary. The New Testament opens up with the biggest story ever. It opens up with, with the news of Jesus' birth. I mean, history had been building up to this all of those years. And now here we are in the book of Matthew, and the New Testament opens up with the coming of Jesus in his birth. Now the backdrop of this story is, is it was a pretty major issue. And, and just think of what it must have been like for Mary and Joseph. So here they are, you know, their whole engagement and betrothal process uh, was different than, than what ours is today. Uh, there were certainly some differences. But Mary is discovered to be carrying a baby. And Joseph finds out about it. And she's like, well, he was conceived of the Holy Spirit. 
Now, I don't know how most guys would respond to something like that, but I, I can imagine. I can imagine. And it was, it was a pretty serious situation because for Mary, it could have meant that she could have been stoned, put to death. But Joseph decides, no, I'm not going to do that. I'll just quietly, you know, divorce her, put her away. I'll, I'll just quietly end this relationship. He was, had to have been heartbroken and devastated. But he loved her. He loved her. And he didn't want to see her harmed. But he couldn't see this relationship continuing. Now, Joseph was completely in the driver's seat on this issue. And he was weighing his options before the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and affirmed to him that indeed Mary had conceived of the Holy Spirit and that he should take her and it was going to be okay to be his wife. But he was completely for a few moments in the driver's seat as he weighed out his options. And I don't know if you've ever had people weigh out their options concerning you in a relationship, but it's a pretty tough thing to go through. Maybe you've broken the law. Maybe you have failed in a relationship in one way or the other. Maybe you've messed up at work. And, and it's a, a very disconcerting thing to have somebody weighing out their options as to what they were going to do with you and, and your fate completely rested in the decision that they would make and you would just have to accept that decision. It's a tough thing to go through. But it's a lot easier when the people that are considering us love us and want the best for us and care about us. And I believe that's where Joseph landed when he thought of his, his dear sweet Mary and what he was going to do at this point in his life. In 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 1, I already read this, but I want to read it again. It said, If I speak in tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I'm only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. This really speaks of, you know, if, if I have all the religion in the world, if, if I can do all of these spiritual things, if, if I can speak in tongues, if I can prophesy, if I can, if I can do supernatural things, but if I don't have love, it doesn't mean much. I'm just a, I'm just a, a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. And so the Apostle Paul in this passage of Scripture is underscoring the importance of us having love in our relationships and having love toward each other. And I really appreciate what Bruxy Cavey said when he said, am I wrapped up in love for this person? Are you wrapped up in love for others? Are you wrapped up in love for strangers? Are you wrapped up in love for your neighbor? I think we could take a, a, a page from Joseph's story that when he weighed his options concerning Mary, he chose love. He chose love and it paid off in the end. We see love in another part of the Christmas story and that has to do with how Mary loved Jesus. Now, I think that's pretty natural for a mother to have love for her 
child. I mean, when you think of it, Jesus was in her womb for nine months. She felt him grow. Every time that little baby in her womb turned, she felt him turn. Every time he cooked, he, he kicked or, or threw an elbow, she felt that. And she loved this baby. She went through the pain of childbirth and she loved him. When she got to hold him, she loved him. When she wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger, she, like any other mother, looked at her baby and she just loved him. She loved Jesus. She loved Jesus with all of her heart. She loved Jesus the way a mother is supposed to love her child. And so we see love wrapped up in the Christmas story in that first Christmas with Mary loving Jesus. Well, in Luke chapter 2 verse 19, we hear something else about Jesus and about Mary. And they're talking about Jesus. The, the shepherds are speaking of Jesus. And it says that Mary treasured all these things and pondered them in her heart. Pondered them in her heart. That's love. And that's what parents do. That's what moms do. That's what mothers do. And that's what fathers should do. We treasure things up about our children and we ponder them in our hearts. And my wife and I will oftentimes think back to when our kids were little. And there's always a few little stories you tell and things you remember and, and things you may even repeat again because in those little moments they were special. But obviously they were things that we treasured in our hearts and ponder even to this day. And that's what a mother does. And that's how Mary loved Jesus. She, she treasured things up about Jesus. and She pondered them in her heart. That's a mother's love. And so the Christmas story is a story about how Joseph loved Mary. And it's a story about how Mary loved Jesus. And uh, I wanna say the next thing about the Christmas story is about how God loves you, about how God loves us. In Matthew chapter 1, verse 21, it says, She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. John three sixteen, For God so loved the world, that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him would not perish, but have everlasting life. The story of Christmas is a story of God's love towards us. The story of Christmas is about how God gave his son Jesus to give us eternal life, to save us from our sins. That's the story of Christmas. It's not just about Santa Claus. It's not just about buying gifts. It's not just about celebrations. The story of Christmas is about God sending his son, Jesus, to die for our sins because God loves us that much. That's the story of Christmas. And this Christmas is looking like it's, it's going to be pretty simplified for a lot of people. 
compared right now to the people living in your house. And that means there's not going to be parties, there's not going to be restaurant gatherings, there's not going to be big bashes. It's going to be really pared down. So Christmas is going to be pretty quiet for a lot of people. And I wonder if it's an opportunity for us to really maybe dial it back and go back to that first Christmas where the Christmas story, you know, like in our family, we have this tradition where we read the Christmas story from the book of Luke. And it seems to be a part of Christmas and and it's the prelude to us opening gifts. But I wonder if it's not just going to be the prelude this year for a lot of families, for a lot of individuals, but it's going to be the whole thing. It's going to be all about Jesus. It's going to be all about Jesus coming as our Savior, coming to save us from our sins. I have a feeling for a lot of people it is going to be a little bit more reflective as we think about what Christmas is. Christmas is about God loving us. And there's a passage of scripture in Romans chapter 8, verse 38, and it says, For I am convinced that neither death nor life, nor angels or demons, or the present or the future, or any powers, or any height, or any depth, nor anything else in all of creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. There's nothing that separates you from the love of God. There's nothing that can take you away from the love of God. And I hope that this Christmas, you can say this with confidence, God loves me. I'm celebrating Christmas because God loves me. I'm celebrating Christmas because God sent his son Jesus to die for me, for my sins. God loves me. I hope that fills your heart this Christmas. See, there's a lot of people that that wonder about God. Does God love me? Well, you just have to go back to the scriptures and the answer is there. Yes, God loves you. There's nothing that'll separate you from the love of God. Yes, God loves you. God sent his son Jesus to die for you. That's how much God loves you. Yeah, God loves you. I don't know if there's any more evidence that you need to know that God loves you, but God loves you. The greatest expression of love is when you sacrifice, when you give your life for somebody else. And that's what God did for us. He gave his son and his son gave his life for us. Greater love is no one than this and to lay down his life for his friends. And the last thing I wanna talk about for Christmas, when we think about love, is that we love each other. We love each other. And this is where, honestly, it can get kind of hard. This is where the rubber really has to meet the road. Because it's nice for us to be able to remember that, that, that Joseph loved Mary, and it's easy for us to assume that Mary loved Jesus. And yeah, it's a great thought to know that, that God loves me but then we gotta love each other. And that's where it can become hard for us. Joseph loved Mary, 
Mary loved Jesus. God loves us. Do you love each other? Do you love others? It's difficult. Sometimes it's nearly impossible. There are people that are going to despitefully use you. There are people that are going to slander you. There are people that are just going to rub you the wrong way. You're just not going to gel with them. But we are to love them. And that can be hard. In 1 John chapter uh, 4, verse 11, it says, Dear friends, since God loved us, we also ought to love one another. It's important. Love one another. And how do we do that? Well, when we grasp the unconditional, undeserving love that we are recipients of from God the Father, from God's Son Jesus, who died for us, when we think of how imperfect we are, how undeserving we are of His love, how undeserving we are of His forgiveness, I think it kind of makes it easier for us to love other people. I think it makes it easier for us to, to, to think that, man, when I was an enemy of God, He loved me. When I was rebelling against God, when I was even hating God, God loved me. When I was doing my own thing and offending God in every way possible, God loved me. I need to do that for others. I need to love other people. And so here's, here's something else. There's no justification and there's no excuses for us to not love other people. And, and let me just be really honest here. There are some people that are hard to love. There are some people that can be easy to hate or to dislike. But God doesn't really give us any wiggle room in this whole thing. Listen to what the Bible says. Love each other as I have loved you. John 15, 12. And verse 17 said, This is my suggestion. That you try and love each other. No, it doesn't say that. No, it doesn't say this is a, a, my suggestion. It doesn't even say this is kind of a good idea. No, Jesus said, this is my command. Love each other. Love each other. Love each other. It's my command. So as I wrap this up today, I just want to say this. That if you are a living, breathing human being, if you have relationships with other people, if you attend a church somewhere, if you have family, if you work with people, if you have a neighbor, you are going to be hurt. You are going to be disappointed. People guaranteed are going to let you down. People will betray you. People will speak badly about you. People will hurt you. It's what we do to each other, unfortunately. But Jesus doesn't give us any wiggle room. He said, this is my command. Love each other. And Jesus is fully aware of how people treat each other. But he wants us 
to be the difference makers and to be the ones that initiate love to each other. He wants us to be the, the game changers to love each other, to spread the love of God to each other and to show God's love to each other. The Christmas story, it's all about love. And love is a tough message. Love is a hard thing to do sometimes. But when we think about how God loves us, we can do it with the help of God. Let's bow in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for your love that is shown through you sending your son Jesus to die for our sins, that is shown in Jesus dying for our sins. And I pray, Heavenly Father, that we will love each other just as you've loved us. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to thank you for joining with us. And I want to let you know that uh, if you want to reach out to us in any way, you can do so through our website, uh, clcwinnipeg.ca is our website for Christian Life Church. If you have a prayer request, we will pray for you. If you want to give toward our ministry, our online ministry, we sure would appreciate any gift that you're able to offer. You can give through our website as well. And uh, we look forward to seeing you again throughout this Christmas season. God bless you.